Hey, you're Stocks from the Five Yard Rush podcast and you're listening to the Ballers Dynasty podcast. You're either here because you're in the league or you just got lost. Ballers, I am back. This is the Ballers Dynasty League podcast and the week six review. As ever, the legend is here with me to run through all things Ballers. Stormo, how's it going? What a wanker. Good evening, Andy. Good evening. How are you, bud? It's been a while. What, like a week and a bit? Um, a week and a bit, yeah. You okay? Yes, no, I'm good. This week's been uh, just mental already. We've only had two days of it and I feel like it's... <laughs> just not so ready but anyway yeah we're all we're all good all that's good it's good. good to have you back mate yeah thank you very much we'll we'll get to that in a minute we'll uh first of all get our next person in to help us out once again and to make the trio complete we have statman rob he's a stat man how's it going uh yeah very well um <laughs> also also very very tired i feel i feel you the tuesday blues it's uh it's not fun it's a it's a weird one isn't it yeah, um, and then it's got obviously got Blue Wednesday coming up, and then you know, miserable Thursday, and <laughs> down Friday, a... and no Fridays are good. Fridays are always good because it means it's the weekend yeah. coming, so and it means more football's happened. Yeah, I don't know what's up for you, lot. I feel great. Good, I'm glad uh, you're bringing the positivity. <laughs> yeah, good, this good, Stormo. Good, good, good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, guys, thank you very much for taking the reins last week. I know it was short notice. But I do really appreciate it. Uh, you do well in my absence. Although, you did say you were efficient with the 30-minute review pod. However, I'd just like to point out that the preview pod was over 30 minutes as well, which was actually double the time it usually is. So I'm just, you know, just saying. Just saying. But yeah, thank well, you. We're just giving, that, just giving that a little bit extra. You know, like there's, there's a lot of... Uh... Fluffy chat in there. It's quite nice. You know, it was it was nice, relaxed conversation across the two. Um, it was so what you saying? You were like on cutting down the crap on. in the first, but adding the extra to the second. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. balancing that. It's a balancing that. Right. Yeah, we'll 30, see what we balance that well. Okay, fair. Anyway, anyways, anyways, anyways. Um, anyone heard <laughs> the news about Jacob Easton being waived by the Colts? Yes, the amount oh. just picked up. Yeah, so just come through now. I mean, who have they got as backup? I don't know. Um, strange. Well, they signed him last year, didn't they? Uh, Ellinger, isn't it? Ellinger. Ellinger. I think it was. He was the guy that who was competing with Eason for that spot, and I think he came in for a bit of the preseason. Actually, didn't do too badly. All right, fair. Cool. Anyways, I just thought I'd just someone I'd just seen that pop up as we were talking, mm. so I thought I'd ask about the spot that Thack has got. Stacker got Easton? Uh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Houston, maybe? Any chance? What do you reckon? Mm. Uh, no, Houston have got their own issues. Houston, all right. What's his name? Is it Mills? Mills is doing okay. Yeah. Not too bad. Not too bad. Anyways, it's that time of the week. Pitsy, you know what to do. Drop a beat. <laughs> right. Uh, highlight of the week. I haven't actually thought of one. 
Has anyone got one before I start thinking about one? Uh, Henry's really angry run last night. That was a uh, that was pretty impressive, wasn't it? Smash through the Bills line, you know, seventy six yards, Henry... I think it was, to the house. Henry's always impressive, mate. Yeah, um, there was quite a few big runs this this um, this week. There was Taylor as well. Taylor had a big run. Yeah, Taylor um, had a massive one. Massive run. Um, yeah, they, they, and I think there was just a lot of action from the backup quarterback, uh, backup running backs, wasn't there? They seemed to score like Khalil Herbert for the Bears got two. Well, or a player. Yeah. Um, I think there was a few other ones as well. Like big, big surprises. Um, and we're like, wow, you know, it wasn't just the big dogs that did it. It was the, the backups as well. Chuba Hubbard, you know. Chuba Chuba. Panthers, Chuba Chuba. You know, do, doing really well uh, across the board for the backups. So, yeah, if you got some of those and slotted them in the lineups, then things went really well. Kenyon Drake, who will... Don't, no, don't. <laughs> I was going to say my uh, my team's usually the backup central, but uh, disaster this week, absolute disaster. Uh, I'm going to bring up my highlight. Actually, it's the uh, the Jags win. Uh, I know, sorry, Miami fans, I'm, I'm very sorry, but Susie, what she was there watching the game and to have the, uh, the not only the winning field goal, but actually their first ever uh, field goal was in that. Uh, that building this this mm. season, they hadn't got a field goal all uh, all season, and then yeah, they that that new kickers absolutely smashed. Was it three or four? Yeah, uh, yeah anyway, and he got the winner as well, and the dying second. So good effort. That did was. you did you see how that second last one curled in? You know, they normally curl out or fade away. Yes, Miss Miss Okraki, it's coming back, it's coming back, and it's over. Send it like Beckham. He absolutely yeah. No, I was really impressed with uh, with that. That kicker and how the Jacks came back into that and yeah, good game. Susie was the saying middle was, that, the middle, um... the start was good, the end was good. The middle was a bit boring, but yeah, I think it was exciting at the right times. I started to watch the game. I've not actually watched that one yet. Oh. Um, seen the kicks, their kicks were a big, big part of the the highlights, like the small highlights. Susie was telling me today that um, she threw a, a beer all over the person next to her. Um, which was about eight quid. Um, lost pretty much all of it. So, what a way to celebrate the, the final kick of the game by uh, dropping, uh, you know, an hour's worth of money. You no, know, half an hour's worth it... of money on someone. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what, what everyone's minding. About. Everyone's minding about the beer throwing and the cup throwing, and there goes Susie. Please. She's prime suspect. Yes. As long as everybody. she's only, as long as it's just the uh, the beer that kind of as she jumped up, it kind of all escaped from a beer. Then. I'm I'm happy with that, but if she was actually throwing a throwing a cup, then that's yeah, that's yeah. not happening. No, no I'm not Susie. Naughty, naughty. Susie's not rowdy enough. I think I think she's. Uh, I think she's it was more of a get up a, a celebratory jump up in the air and the beer followed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good highlights. Yeah, good highlights. Um, I have a, a couple, but I'm just going to tell you one. I'm just going to pick one today, and that is I don't know if you saw. Burrows to Mixon, Mixon running down the sideline. Out of nowhere comes Chase, puts a monster block on the last defending lion, literally blows him off mm. the feet, and then Mixon scores that. I think it was about a fifty-yard uh, catch touchdown. But oh my it god, great, great block, oh, so good. Yeah, really. Well, I, just, I, I just kept watching it on uh, replay. With them. I was like, man, came out of nowhere and he fast. And it's just, I, don't, I don't understand how he was so wide open. 
in the right-hand side of the field just to even catch the that for Mixon. But then, yeah, like you said, yeah. like, he was just running and then all of a sudden, like, Chase is just there and he's like, boom, done. Mm. There was a, there was quite a bit of movement on the line beforehand. I think they faked a pass to Higgins who was doing a sweep around to the left-hand side and then obviously the pass went out to the right and there was just no one there on that side of the field. It was it was fairly easy. And then Chase just mopped up the rest. Ridiculous. It was good, though. Yeah. That Bengals team, I don't like to say it, but they've started to cook. They've started, started to change things and turn things mm-hmm. around for the better. You're yeah, not good for you. No, not a good no, thing no. at all. Well, to be fair, everyone in your division is playing all right. Uh, I don't know. Um, they're so... struggling. I think they're struggling. I think the Bengals are actually the one, the only team seems to be on the ascendancy. Like the Ravens have lost some very decent players, and um, Jacks. I think they're struggling to work out who, if it's the running game or the passing game, they want to concentrate on at the moment. The Browns are suffering really badly. They've had some bad Oof. injuries, and they really have mega really mega injuries, full of holes at the back as well. Um, so if anyone, I think it's maybe the Ravens and the Bengals that we'll see at the top of this table. Um, I mean, that's what it is at the moment. You've got the uh, Ravens at the top on five and one, I think it's five and one, and then Bengals are four and two, and then mm. it's the Steelers and the Browns at three and three. So yeah, still all to play for. Loads all of football to, to be played, just like this division. Yeah, yes. exactly. Right, let's get to it. Who's the first game starting? First up, um, we have Brodin with Mahomes who went up against the five-yard pipes. Obviously, Stocks got his first win last week, but unfortunately, he couldn't keep the ball rolling as Mark got the highest score of the week, beating Stocks 380 to 289. Mark is third on four and two, and Stocks falls back to nine on one and five. Just painful, mm. isn't it? Mm. Big. Just when you think you've got a bit of momentum going, and then. This comes along, highest score of the week. Yeah. Yeah, Mark's had a good week all around because he got the highest score of the week in the Robin Wood League as well. He smashed mm. that. Yeah, so, all good all round. So it's like, a good week. Big, big breakout players like looking at it like first off, let's just look at the Cowboys, you know, nearly 40 points just on their own. You know, interceptions, you got sacks, you got forced fumbles, you got a touchdown. Um Against the Browns, who you know just can't seem to hold anything out at the moment, we can't seem to stop anything. Yeah, and you look at um, Rob's team as well. They just they all just scored solid points with Rob, the... Rob, Rob's team, Mark's team, Mark's team. Did, what, did I, what did I just say? Rob's team. Rob's team. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Mark's team did score very well. We'll come to that. But um, uh, yeah, Mark's, Mark's team. team. I definitely said Mark in my head. <laughs> Mark's team. You look at Mark's team. He, he's just got players that are scoring just solid points. Just the whole of his team. Um, yeah, he had one of those weeks where he had a really good week, didn't he? Stocks had some good scorers. He had like he's got some sixty, some forty points in there. Uh, but the problem is, he's is these sevens, these tens that just kind of, just, yeah, they kind of spoil it for him, really. The, one, the yeah. ones that hurt you, mate. The ones that hurt you. Yeah, exactly. Like Mike Evans, right. that hurts. Yeah. Seven, mate, point, that, seven points. Yeah. He's one of those ones. I think he's a bit like, um, you know, when you get the DK Lockett story, one of them goes off the one week, the other one's pants the, the next. Mm. Evans is a bit like that. He's either hot or he's absolutely ice cold. Yeah, 
But even like players like Henry Ruggs, Henry Ruggs is is having such a good season uh, compared to last year. Um, sophomore season, he's doing absolutely fantastically. You know, Carr is doing very very well. Um, and as as a result, you've got players like Edwards, you've got players like Ruggs, Renfro. You know, he he has done well in other weeks, just just not this week, and that was bad for stocks and and good for yeah. Mark. Yeah. yeah. Um. One one thing that's going to hurt Mark is that um, Hanson now out, isn't he? So. Yeah. Hanson yes. the IR. So. Yeah, Saying that time. though, he has still got Damien Harris and Chase Edmonds in his flex at the moment, so there are players who can come in, and cover there. It's not too bad. Yeah. And he's not down and out. He's not like Simon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he is struggling. Yeah. Bad. Cool. Who's next? Next up, we have the Finn Supers, who went up against the Pfizer Chiefs. Uh, both teams came into the weekend on a winning streak, and both actually went up against each other in London as well. Uh, Susie and the Jags were playing Dan and the Dolphins. Dan the Dolphins is quite a nice name, isn't it? Sounds like a bit of a band, doesn't it? Dan and the <laughs> Dolphins. Um, so Susie's Jags got the London win uh, in a very close match, but unfortunately for her, it wasn't a double whammy as Dan locked up the win in this league, in the Ballers League. And again, this was close as well. The final score, 329 to 313. Yeah, that was close. Mm, very, very close. Um, Susie goes to three and three and ends up at sixth. Dan is now second on five and one. Just kind of puts the... He just gets the wins when he needs to get the wins, doesn't he? He just kind of scrapes them out. And I think that's how he got his... Uh, it wasn't the boat, like, he should not be named. Mm-hmm. But he, he always used to say he was the uh, was it float. <laughs> the flukiest of all time or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Or loat, luckiest of all yeah, was. I think it was, it was the float, wasn't it? He was... Yeah, he's he's doing it again this season. He's got the team to do it with. He's just kind of scraping out when he needs to scrape them out. Yeah, it was it was coming into the final game. It looks like it was going to it was down to Singletary and Moss, which is what we covered in the previous show, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah. And although Singletary did outscore Moss, that just that wasn't enough to pull it back for Susie. Um, Lenny Fournette, you know, screwed me over in the Robin Wood League, has definitely screwed Susie over here. 58 points on a yeah, Thursday a massive, game. massive game on Thursday. Yeah. You wouldn't mind flexing that, would you? <laughs> well, I mean, this is a flex on a Thursday. We always say don't flex on a Thursday. Susie did it in the in the Robin Wood League. Dan's done it here. You know, and I was going, whoa, that is outside the box thinking. Yeah. And look what happens, you know, both get go, both get a win. Um, Maybe we should just call him Fournette Flex or Flexi Fournette. Yeah, ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he starts on a Thursday, get him in. That's the one. Yeah, I mean, you've got, again, the same problem with both these teams. They both had some uh, was it a six for Tonyan in uh, Susie's team. Yeah. Um, Naheem Hines got eight for her. And then on, even on the other side, Gaskin got eight. Pimon got, uh, got a, but then, the, yeah, the big scorers. You, you got Kyler Murray's getting fifty points. Um, CD Lamb's getting fifty points. Oh, we just said Lenny Fournette. He's just got himself fifty-eight points. It just kind of 
just those bigger scores were just that little bit bigger than Susie's scores. Kind of, they yeah. were both quite evenly matched, really. Yeah, there's not really anybody like you. Like Susie had a lot of players on the bye. He had Kamara on the bye, Sermon, Crowder. You know, some some players who ordinarily may have done a bit more of the business had had they been been playing. Um. And yeah, she's also loaded up on running backs as well. Like if you look at both these teams, both running backs in their flex spots, um, and potentially that's where the mistakes have been made. Like they've got Adam Thielen was on the bench for for Dan. You know, Lazard, Bourne, Patrick all scored over around fifteen points. That could have been a difference maker had that they've been swapped in. Yeah. You never know. It's okay, this, like this league, it just comes down to one player, doesn't it? One player can make a hell of a difference in getting the win. Yeah, I mean, I'll get to that when it comes to my game because I've got something to say about that too. But um, yeah, it's just, it's a nightmare. They always score better on your bench, man. That's just the rule of thumb, isn't it, for yeah. fantasy, unfortunately? Yeah, I was watching uh, some of Simon's plays, but like I say, we'll get we'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, yeah. Now, well done, well done, Dan, and well done, Susie, for the London win. But yeah, unfortunately for you, it wasn't for wasn't for ballers. Right, boys. Now it's for our games. Uh, first up, we've got first versus last as Rex City Thunder went up against Gotham City Rogues. It wasn't the best of times for to be coming into the bye weeks for all, especially matching up against Stormo. Uh, the game was over by Sunday night with every player having played already. The final score ended up 364 to 142. I think that's possibly the lowest score Ollie's had. Uh, definitely the lowest this season, anyway. Good win for you, Storm out, with the league keeping the pressure on. Storm stays in the first at 5 and 1. Ollie stays in 10th at 0 and 6. Oof. Man. Like, that not, is... not pleasant viewing, that, is it? Brutal. <clears throat> no, like no kicker. Boswell's on the bench, though. I reminded him about the kicker. He just forgot to put him in. Yeah. <laughs> Not that would have made much difference. But... Yeah, it's. Really... I think it was quite unfortunate because the Thursday night game, he had like three of his running backs play and they got a combined score of like 13 or 14. Yeah, and... they scored him, didn't it? That was. Pretty much that's you know that's where you you're looking for like fifty percent of your scores to come from. It just started off badly for him, and I just never got any, got any better, unfortunately. Yeah, it's, it's it's also hard to see where the points are going to be coming on from in the future as well. There's quite a few players who are going to be out on the same bye weeks as well. Yeah, like very very sparse. I mean. I imagine he's got some fab left over if he can like get some of those players and strike, especially with quite a few running backs going down and you know some injuries. There maybe maybe a bit of chance for him, and he's just got to get that and do some trading. I think. Like, I think that's it. It's, it's time to look at it and go right. Am I trading or am I getting rid? Yeah, either, either way, need to buy, either need to buy or sell, doesn't he? Yeah, because it's that time where people who are looking to. Get the championship. Need to look and see if they're missing a player that they can pick off Ollie, or whether he turns around and goes, "No, I need to start picking solid players up just to bolster the <clears> team." And which which way would you point. go? Would you buy or sell? Right now, I think. I think I'm trying possibly, to buy. I think I'm, but yeah, I think I'm buying because you're not you're not in a position where you've got a couple of 
players that you can sell to make it worth your while. Yeah. If you had half a team that you could sell a couple of the better players to get more picks to then improve your team or then to use those picks to then go on and buy better players, then that's that's one thing. But I think that because it's so sparse and like the injuries and everything that have happened and people retiring and everything, it's not helped him anyway. So I think he just needs to buy a solid player here and there that will just yeah, make pro- it, proven players. Yeah, just to make him more relevant to them because he, like he's own six, like he's still going to be getting a high draft pick. He doesn't have to use that first round. He can use future future picks. Um, yeah, it's definitely getting first pick, isn't it? Unless he starts well, no, pulling. <laughs> we thought he was going to get first pick last time, but then Susie, uh, he, he <laughs> would have left him. So. <laughs> um, it's yeah, it's yeah. I'd start having a look and seeing if some some players that you can buy. Pretty much. I mean, the benches the benches are so deep. I imagine there would be someone out there who'd be willing to. You know, get rid of one of their bench players who's performing reasonably well for for a few picks. Like it would be easy enough to. Yeah, um, the that we've just had this week with Mark, he's got three solid um, quarterbacks. He didn't need Baker. Thacker needed a quarterback, and you can just pick up a player like that. You know that he's going to mm. score points. Yeah, and the player who's getting rid doesn't need him. It's just stashed on his bench just for a rainy day. Yeah, you got to you got to pick up the those uh you know those wide receiver four, wide receiver five, running back fours yeah. and fives if they've got him. Definitely, definitely. There, there there is news potentially out of Tampa Bay that Ronald Jones could be getting traded by the books, which could be good news for Gio Bernard. So that that might actually end up quite well for for Ollie. Yeah. Um, it's just how long do you how long do you wait for how long do you wait for something to turn itself around or did you just go out and grab it and yeah. you know if you if you if you lose out at least you can say that you tried. Yeah, it's it's not like you you have to start building even if it's just one player this year and then it's the next another player using the draft and then another player next year just to keep ticking along rather than year on year losing out and losing out and losing out because then you'll yeah you never get any. Any further with it? Definitely not. I'm still looking for a running back. Like I, I just I have too many backups and not enough first team players. There's a lot of those out at the moment, though, so it's yeah. quite hard to it's quite hard to decide who you are. You know, there's so many backups that could be or couldn't be. It's just there's no no certainty with them. No, I um, think the way that the league's going as well, there's a lot of um, running back by committees now. So it's just trying to pick up the right team to work with those running backs or mm-hmm. like I've done, I've ended up with all the backups and hope for the best <laughs> the main guy gets injured, which has helped me in a couple of games this season. But like this this week, all the backups are back on the bench because all the main guys are back and it's screwed me over. So Yeah, I am. Um, I think that favoured me in this game. I had the, my, all my backups. So I had Collins, <clears throat> obviously Herbert for the Bears and mm. Williams for the Chiefs. And if you look at their scores, they all did really well for me this week. So, Yeah, you managed to get them the right way around this time. And yeah, I, 
it hasn't fallen well for me. So, yeah, yeah, I think it's being able to look at people's benches, even their main teams, because someone will, someone will sell. Like you just have to look at Starks. He sold Henry and then got himself Zeke back. Like, Mate, I'm gonna, for the I'm right price. Yeah, I've got a plethora of wide receivers there. If you're looking at my three, fours, and fives, I've got boys that can fill in. So, I, you know, the right deal came in. Well, that's it. I would, right I would definitely price. sell them. For the right price, you'd be able to sell and get um, just a player here and there that will start being a fill-in. Uh, not even a fill-in, sorry, a set and forget. You put them in, done. Forget about that position for a bit and go find something else after. Maybe there's something that you and Ollie could do there then if uh, if you were looking for something and he was looking for something. I'll see what I can do. I'll make him an offer, see what he says. Well, you've played him now, so you don't have to worry about him again, do you? No, I'll play him again, and I'll play him quite soon again in like week eleven or something. Oh, because he, he yeah. didn't come. Did you? You play? You don't play him twice this season, do you? I do, yeah. So I think Ollie's the one guy I play from the other. Ah, uh, because you came league. third. Because you came yeah. third, he came third last, didn't he? So yeah, <clears throat> yeah, you get him twice. <laughs> nice. Mm. Yeah. Right, uh, Pitsy, we'll go your game now. Um, your strong side cornbread went up against the fresh princes of Hilaire. Um, a fatal last minute change taking Drake out helped sink your chances, leaving 28 points on the bench. And that would have made things even going into Monday night football with only one player each to decide the game. Uh, as it was, you had too much to do. And Simon comes out as the winner with a final score of 302 to 282. Um, Simon is fourth and four and two. You are just below as likely the top placed player on three and three. Yes, that Drake thing's gonna just gonna haunt me. So, had you played Drake and who would you have taken out? It would have been hold on, let me bring it up. Johnson, yeah, the running back, Dennis for, Johnson. Yeah, Johnson. And how many, how many did he score? 3.9. So talking an extra 25 points. Well, yeah, that would have been close, man. That would have been a good close finish for you. I think you would have just pipped him as well, that wouldn't you? It would have been mm-hmm. by a point or two points. Yeah. Like Ouch. Yeah, that would Yep. It does, like definitely so, doesn't help just... that uh, Claypool has ha- had an absolute bust there. Two for seven. Yeah. But they just didn't use him. He got seven re- seven targets. Well, yeah, so I say, yeah, but yeah, not it wasn't. He was used in the word, it wasn't, it wasn't on him, so it was overthrown balls. One was a knockdown, and obviously, he caught two, and then Mm. I think he dropped, he dropped one of the seven that were actually thrown his way. So, one of them, only one of them that touched his hands, he dropped. It just just sucks. Yeah, I suppose his (laughs) loss was Johnson's. Game, yeah, uh, the... 24 point difference between them there, yeah, just yeah, just sucks. <laughs> that I think that uh, it's just that Drake, that Drake. I mean, it, I hate those decisions as well, <laughs> uh, yeah. It was a last minute thing. I was thinking, uh, I don't know where I read it I, for some reason. I had in my head that Hunt wasn't playing as well, and so I thought, oh, I'll throw him in because Drake technically is the second back in Oak, not Oakland, uh. Raiders. Las Vegas. That's the one. 
Um, so I thought, oh, well, he's kind of up and down. So if there's no running backs, it's going to be Johnson taking the lead role in Cleveland. So mm-hmm. I'll roll with it. And yeah, and you, you think like the, the, the top the top running team or one of the top top two running teams in the league, you would have thought that Johnson would have panned out or worked out slightly better, but it, they just couldn't run, could they? I don't know if they. Yeah. Chubb is the man that they all fear, and which then creates space for Hunt. Well, I mean, tough, Hunt, Hunt got a lot of points. He just got injured in the last quarter, didn't he? Yeah. 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 What, what Cleveland do quite well is that they will just keep they'll keep hitting you. With Chubb and then Hunt and then Chubb and then Hunt and then Chubb and and they just stay relatively fresh, um, whereas only one of them, like the the people they've got in reserve, it doesn't work as well, uh, yeah, yeah. and it gets a bit more predictable. Like you can predict what's go- kind of going to be happening, and and again, like I think Cleveland's defense here is is really putting them into a bit of a tricky situation. Is that they're always going to be behind, getting absolutely caned, like. Arizona was no exception. They were very, very aggressive. They they just destroyed the Browns' defense. And, you know, you can't really do much with that. You can't run the ball if that's what they're expecting. No. And, with, and I'm in predicament as well next week because obviously now that I definitely know that both the running backs are out, do I play Johnson mm-hmm. or do I do I not? I do, uh, I'm going to have to have that issue. Um, but I think the biggest thing as well, I was watching the Dak Prescott score and... Going into the fourth quarter, I think he was on 40 points. I was thinking, this is fantastic. And then, obviously, Stag going down the field. I think he got up to 50, 50 points. And then when, who was it? Uh, Dallas got the um, pick six. I thought, fantastic. That means that Dak doesn't need to come back on the pitch. There's only one minute and a half left. So, New England are going to go down the field. It means it's 50 points. I can deal with that. That's fantastic news. And then bloody the rookie for New England scores that one and done touchdown. Yeah. So Dak's, got, uh, Dak's, Dak's still got a minute on the clock to go down the field. They get the overtime and he scores in the overtime. So he goes from 50 points, which I thought was okay and I could deal with, and to... 70 points, which was a sucker punch <laughs> yeah. as long as the Drake sucker punch as well. To go from 40 to 70 in a matter of like seven minutes is it's like oh, heartbreak. It, it hurt. It hurt so much. <laughs> it hurt so much. Ugh. Anyway, enough about that game. Let's move on. To finish off, we have a big game between All About the Mooney uh, and the Generals fighting it out to see and or try to see if they can get to even Stevens at three and three. This one went into Monday, Monday night, and uh, Rob had his QB, Mr. Allen, to play, and Taka had the king, Henry, Julio, and his kicker to play. Uh, eventually, there had to be a winner, and the final score was 3-4-5 to 3-0-7 in favour of Rob. Rob stopped the king, um, and he found his scoring boots and moved no, moved to seventh on 3-3, three and three, and the generals got eighth on 2-4. and four. He didn't actually stop the king, but he stopped Taka's Taka. <laughs> Because no one's stopping Derrick Henry. No, no. Like uh, as as I was watching some of the highlights in the morning, I was like, "I'm all I can really hope for here is for Henry to stay below a hundred points and Alan to do at least something." Because I think I had about a sixty point lead anyway. Um, yeah. It, and uh, as the highlights when I was like, "Oh, this is not looking good." Oh, there's <laughs> an interception from uh, from Alan as well, and he's. Oh, he scored one touchdown. And oh, there's Henry again. And oh, yeah, <laughs> just st- steadily racking him up. But yeah, thankfully, like Alan 
he, he did more than enough, uh, even with Julio and, and, and Henry and Tyler Bass as well. So, yeah, I think if, if there was any any week that I was going to play Saka, I would I would hope it would have been this one after what happened last week. Yeah. I think with Henry as well, you, you're like, okay, if we can keep him to about 17 touches, about 100 yards and one TD, then you, you, you're playing him at a good week. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Which is and, funny because he only had 20 carries, didn't he? He had 20 carries, but he went for 143 yards, three touchdowns. Yeah, he had that one monster run. one though, didn't he? Huge yeah. run, yeah. Uh, it was quite a few negative negative yardage plays, which like ordinarily, if you're not getting points for uh touches, it's not too bad. But you know, when you're getting a point per touch, like it's you're already fighting at like a 30 point lead uh, for Henry already. Yeah, yeah. Rob, you um after we gave you a little bit of a, a worry. Well, I had a little bit of a worry for you at the beginning of the year. When you were getting the two hundred scores, though, I think you've got three over three hundred now. And the last two games, you've scored well and you've you're winning. It's good. Yeah, I think it's just just down to making the right choices of of who I've been putting in. There's and I think I think if you look at some of the players that I put in this week who scored well, they didn't last week. Um, it's just finding the right matchups, and I think yeah, basing on on what's happened so far. It's given me a bit, bit of a better picture. Like Cole Beasley, I did not do well last week, so didn't put him in the team this week, and now he's getting thirty points. So that would have been, <laughs> that would have been even more. Um, so yeah, I've got, I've got some. If anything, I've got like the illusion of quite, quite a lot of choice, and but they're all like middling players. So it's like, which middling player do I put in and hope does really well? And thankfully, yeah. this week. Yeah, that's good. I think you've got some. Again, solid scores of in thirties and forties, which is that's kind of your your magic number to try and mm. stay stay relevant with with the game that you're playing. And I, I think the fact that uh, General's newest acquire of Baker Mayfield didn't didn't pan out too well. Yeah, he had a really bad start to the game. Did he get a fumble, interception? Those touchdowns came later, and then he got this injury as well. I was like, oh, if it stays yeah, below rough. 30, I think that's probably about accurate of his game. And yeah, he, he had a really hard time. Like that, the, the Hail Mary, because he had the Hail Mary to Donovan Peoples-Jones, didn't he? That went for about yeah, 90 right. yards. Yeah. At this end of the half, yeah. And I, I didn't think he should have caught that. I thought the, the, the card should have done better. But um, yeah, that's that's what I was thankfully. Yeah, he, he didn't he didn't do a lot there. Um, I, yeah, I've got a Baker in the Robin Wood League, and I, I, like going deep into the second quarter, he had like minus three points. I was like, oh, "You yeah. son of a mother!" <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, yeah. that, that that hail mary then set it off, and he scored all right, you know. But it's not what you want from your starting QB. No, definitely no. not. Definitely not. Um, well, just have to, so I obviously, I've got, uh, you'll talk about in the preview part. I've got you next week, so I've got my middling players against your backups, and yeah, I'll see, see wins. <laughs> low score combined comes out, you know. Yeah, uh, looking forward to it, mate. Looking forward to it. Stomer, give me your beautiful players of the week. Plays of the week. Um, so... Whoa, 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 whoa! Oh, do you want me to sing? Always. No, I'm not singing this week, mate. I'm trying what? to behave myself. 
Emma's just walked in and said, please God, don't sing. <laughs> Fitz, you just have to put that sound clip in. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to find it from another one and just clip it in. Good, good call. That's fine, mate. Um, so, uh, high-scoring QB was obviously Mr. Allen last night. Scored 70, 75 points for you, Roberto. Yes. Um, your boy. Second highest scoring quarterback was Mr. Kirk Cousins, Ooh. 72 points. Uh, and then Dak scored 70. And then Henry, Fournette, and Harris. And that's Norge Harris, not mm-hmm. uh, Damien. Wide receivers, Lamb, Cup, and Thielen. Obviously, Dan's got two of those. Pitsy, you got the one in the middle. Um, Franz Gisecki. Oh, Gisecki made the list, which is cool. Four ones. Kelsey. Uh, Mr. Prater, for you, Susie, top-scoring kicker. And then Steelers, Rams, and Cardinals, all within a point of each other, scoring 49 and 48 points. I'm still getting some of the uh, highest-scoring players. It's just that's the problem. I've got, like, three high-scoring players, and then the rest are all backups. (laughs) Yeah. Well, this is the second week that Kirk's in of the six so far. The Kirk's been in the top three. And I've not nice. obviously not started him in either of those. So, yeah, leading on to that, Kirk was obviously the highest scoring non-starter for me, 72 points. Ingram, also for me, 30 points at running back. Dan didn't start Thielen, and obviously he was a top three, so with 44 mm. points. Dan also didn't start Gesicki, scored 35 points. Um, Ollie left a kicker on the bench, who was the highest non, non, non-scoring starter at Boswell. And Stocks left the Ravens on the bench scoring two points. Ouch. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. It's true. Just lots yeah. of ouches all around there. Yeah. It's always is. That, that column always hurts me reading it out. I don't think I had any of my players like that, so it's, that's all good. Most of them were on a bye or injured anyway. So. And Susie gets manager of the week. Ooh. Yeah, boy. Well done, Sus. Yeah. And Rob, you overshot you overshot your prediction, didn't you? Yeah, by about eight hundred percent. I love it when it's the when it says that the worst manager of the week scored one hundred percent of their prediction. I was like, eh, how they, yeah. how does that then make it the worst? Is it just because everybody else scored higher than their prediction? Their hundred percent were better. You know, that's they just had <laughs> you know a more complete hundred percent. Who got worst manager of the week this week? I can't remember. Ollie. Oh yeah. Uh, Ouch! Yeah, salt on the wound. That is definitely rubbish, 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 rubbish. Anyway, London games been and gone. I enjoyed them actually. They were uh, they were okay. I know there was a lot of people complaining about about them, but I think definitely the Jags game. Like they had, as I say, they had a great start, great ending. I think you always want a game that finishes quite close like that. Home team to the white. It's always good when it's not your team when it goes down to the wire. Yeah. Yeah. Home so well team, home team advantage, isn't it? Yeah. Played London well. Jaguars. Promise for uh, for Trevor and yeah. the Jags. So hopefully they can get rid of Urban Meyer and crack on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time. Until next time. Until next time, ballers deep.